Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 82. I hope you're feeling good. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you got a chance to listen to our first guest podcast episode with Saw De Simone. We had an amazing talk. He helped me answer a listener question and it was just so much fun and honestly exactly what I needed in the inspirational spiritual conversation. So I hope it was helpful to you too. It's so important to make these connections with people who are doing similar work, right? Who are prioritizing their higher self, who are on the path. We really have to help each other out. And that's why it's so good to have these spiritual talks. That's also why I am doing the monthly Zoom meetings for our Patreon Angels and Miracles tier subscribers. Every last Saturday of the month, I'm doing a higher self reading group. And that means I will be answering a few questions for people in the Zoom meeting. And then we can just share amongst each other or talk about how we're doing. And I'm really trying to build a little community within there. Last month's was so sweet and it just organically ended up being like that because I think there was probably like maybe six people there or seven people there. It was a very small group because I know we have busy lives and showing up and all of that kind of thing. But we ended up like after I answered their questions, just chatting amongst ourselves and it was so sweet and so special. So I thought, okay, let's evolve this monthly meeting to not just be about me answering questions, but also about sharing and make it a higher self reading group. So if you're interested in participating in that higher self reading group, make sure to sign up at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self as an angels or miracles tier supporter. And those meetings are happening on Zoom every last Saturday of the month, which means that this Saturday is a group meeting. 
right? Fun. Yay. Okay. So this Saturday, that means May 28th, and that's going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern. And when you sign up, you'll get a link to a Zoom calendar that you can save on your Google Calendar, whatever online calendar you use. And you'll have all of the invites for every single month. So you don't have to keep getting a new invite and all of that kind of thing. You can just put it in your calendar. I also want to say that we will not be sharing the audio or the video of that Zoom meeting afterwards because people do get really like personal in that sharing and we just want it to be kept in the group. Whatever said in that group stays in that group. All right, loves, I am super excited to get started on this episode. Let's do it. The following question is from an email. Hello, Bunny. Your podcast has been a lifesaver for me. I am thankful for your commitment to understanding your listeners and for sharing your growth with us. Also, I'm thankful to your spouse for producing this podcast and to everyone that has worked on it and has shared their struggle and their path to meet their higher self. Anyway, this is my question. I just recently graduated with my master's degree. I was studying abroad with a scholarship. I had to return home a couple of months ago. I am happy that I returned to my family whom I love so much, my friends, my dog, and the food, lol. However, this change has been difficult for me. Right now, I've been living with my parents and have been unable to find a job. It's funny because I was craving so much to return last year and now that I'm back, I regret returning and feel like I have already achieved the highest point of my life. Abroad, I was having fun, visiting new places, learning about another culture, living on my own, and I missed that. It's also important to tell you that I'm from Central America and I was living in a first world country. For some people might feel like in my life, I always had the dream of studying abroad and now I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do, lol. How can I be more present without feeling sad that I'm not living in the past? How can I, given the circumstances I live in, find motivation and hope in the new directions my life can take? How can I believe that my life will have many other exciting experiences to live for? Anyway, I hope I express myself correctly and everyone can understand me. Again, thank you for your love and compassion. Have a wonderful day. Well, hon, first of all, congratulations on your scholarship, on getting your master's degree. That's amazing. Awesome. So awesome. You know, we have times in our life where things seem to be kind of on the up in certain ways and then in other ways seem to be kind of like stagnant. But really, nothing is ever really stagnant because our growth isn't just on the outside. It's also on the inside. We are always on an inner journey. And part of that inner journey and the most important part of that inner journey isn't the careers that we take, isn't actually our relationships, isn't actually what the outer journey looks like. It's how we awaken to our inner power and our self-acceptance. Everything that's happening, everything that we're being presented with on our path is part of the curriculum to learning how to more fully accept ourselves, to living up to our potential, not necessarily potential in the terms that our society defines it, but potential in the terms of your own eyes, what you see in yourself. Our most empowering position is to be present with what is happening right now is to shift our perspective to seeing 
all of the love and the blessings that are around us right now in this moment. Yes, it's true. You are looking for a job. You're desiring a job. That is something that you don't have right now, but you also have so many amazing things. And when we plug into our higher selves and when we take a moment and we see the beauty and the blessings of our life, when we get into that perspective, we are actually able to see a path forward. We are actually able to be open-minded and open-hearted and creative and able to know in our hearts that anything is possible for us. And even though we don't know what the future looks like, we trust and have faith that the path of our higher self is taking us to all the experiences that we need in order to be fully alive and fully one with our joy and fully present in our wholeness now. You have a lot of gifts and you're going to share them with the world. I have no doubt. You're going to find that way. Opportunities are going to come to you. But right now you have to trust that what is happening right now is what you need. And I think that's obvious because this is a time of transition. Whereas before you were in college, things were sort of set out for you. You had a schedule, you knew your purpose, you had to go to class, you had to get the grades, you had to get the degree, you knew what was what. Now you're in a time of unknown. You're in this space of uncertainty. But that is such a valuable place to be in, actually, because the space of unknown is the same space that is open to all possibility. And it is a test for you to know and trust in the gifts that you have to share. There is going to be so many more beautiful, joyful experiences in your life. And there's going to be so many more uncertain experiences and challenging experiences. And this is what we go through. This is the journey that we're on. You're an adult. You're self-aware. You know you have something to give. You're in a time in your life you don't know exactly what format that's going to happen. But trust me, you will. And honestly, I would I would take some time to enjoy where you're at because things are going to get tougher. You're going to have to be braver. You're going to have to step into even more unknown places because that's what we go through, right, in our life. And then once we have it, right, say you get the job, then you're going to be like, oh, now write in me because you're worried about your performance in the job. Because this is just what happens, you know, our brains tend to focus on lack. Our brains tend to focus on imagining all the scenarios which we fail, which things don't work out. So that's why we have to be disciplined about channeling into our higher selves and in the present moment where we take a deep breath, let it out and say, I trust my future. I trust where my higher self's guiding me. I follow my heart and I am so grateful for where I am right now and everything that's gotten me here. You can honor the past without living in it. You can trust the future without obsessing over it by plugging into the present and letting yourself just be in this moment. This is really where the bliss is. It's not the job that's going to give you that. What's going to give you that bliss and that fulfillment really is from within. So the sooner you can learn that, the sooner you can practice that being your priority, no matter where your path takes you, you're going to be good. All right, you got this. 
Hi, Bunny. Um, first off, I just want to say that I love you so much and your podcast has meant so much to me and been huge in my healing journey. And even now, um, I've done a lot of healing and I'm doing a lot better. But on those days that it's really hard to get out of bed, I put on your podcast and just hearing your voice always puts me in a really awesome headspace. So I appreciate you a lot. Um, I've been wanting to send in a question for a while and, um, there's, there's a lot to this, so hopefully it's not too long, but basically, um, I'm in a relationship and my partner and I have been dating for a little under a year and, um, for the most part, they're extremely supportive and I love them a lot. Um, but we've kind of gotten to an issue that's really hard to resolve. Um, and so I have been pole dancing for a while now and, um, I really want to try stripping and um, it's just something that sounds really exciting to me and I think about it all the time and when I interact with strippers, I get this feeling of like awe and envy, um, like similar to how I used to look at queer people before I realized that I was one of them and my partner is just really not comfortable with the idea and um it's tied to well one they're worried that people from their work will go into the strip club and see me and that will like reflect badly on them which to me just sounds like they haven't really worked through stigma around sex work because why is it okay to go to the club and get a lap dance but it's not okay to give a lap dance um, but then another, like, more deep-rooted part is tied to their dysphoria. So they, I mean, essentially, it's just really hard for them to see me interacting with cis men um, as a transmasculine person that's um, in the midst of their transition. And so, like, that's super real and that's super valid. Um, and I want to obviously support them through that and honor their boundaries. But at the same time, I can't stop thinking about wanting to, wanting to do this. And I just don't know what to do. Um, I don't know if like there's something that I'm missing in having this conversation with them or some middle ground that we can reach or, you know, if I, if I give up this dream and I stay in the relationship or I pursue this dream and maybe risk, um, ending the relationship, but it's like, I love them so much. And I'm like, is it, is it dumb to end a relationship over, over a job? Um, I don't know, but it's also like, I feel like it will be a really important place of my, uh, um, I guess, reclaiming my erotic power after some bad shit that happened to me in the past. So yeah, sorry, this question is really long and I hope everything makes sense. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I hope you're having a great day. Bye. Hi, sweetheart. Um, your question wasn't too long at all. And thank you so much for the kind words. It feels amazing to hear that my voice helps your headspace. That's like the greatest compliment I've ever gotten and um, just really touched my heart. So thank you for saying that. Okay, well, this issue obviously isn't easy. You have a lot of compassion for your partner. You want your partner to be feel validated in the relationship. 
what came to my mind when I was listening to your question was all of this is sort of like projection onto the future, right? Because you've never actually had that job. So you don't actually know if it's going to give you that type of erotic freedom that your intuition is telling you. Like you're, you might not actually like the job. That is a possibility. And what is also possible is that when you take that job, your partner realizes, oh, wait, hey, this is actually isn't that bad. Actually, like I imagined it being really hard for me, but when it's put into practice, I see that it doesn't change my feelings towards my partner. It doesn't change my feelings towards myself. So I just wanted to put that out there that the possibility of what both of you think is going to happen if you get that job, it's still possible for that not to happen, right? Because we don't know. We actually don't know how we're really going to feel about something until it happens. So I think a good approach could be, why don't we see how this feels for both of us, right? What if we went on this journey together and actually did like a test run? What if I got a job? This is what you could say. (laughs) What if you got a job and you actually had the experience and actually saw, okay, is this really valuable to you? Is this something that you really want to do as a career? Does this feel really authentic to you? Because I think that we have a lot of glamorized versions of things in our minds. A lot of times when we're imagining certain things, sometimes there's a lot of fantasy that plays into it, which is great. I mean, which is, I love fantasy. I love imagining things to be amazing. But it's a job. It's still a job. And jobs are hard. No matter what job you have, there's going to be things about it that aren't easy. And it's kind of like a relationship, right? Relationships are amazing. And then there's times when there's challenging moments, like the time that you're in right now. So what if you propose to your partner, hey, why don't we try it out and see how it works in our relationship? Because right now we really don't know. I know it makes you feel uncomfortable, but it also makes me feel uncomfortable to not be able to try it because you want to be in your authenticity. That is just as important to you. And if we talk about dysphoria, Dysphoria is very, very serious, and it's really important for you to validate that in your partner, but it's also really important for your partner to validate your own relationship to your body and your sense of autonomy and claiming your power in your body. I mean, that's really, really big too. What this ultimately is about is about our boundaries, not just physical boundaries, but our emotional boundaries. And if your boundaries are not aligning in a relationship, Sometimes that can mean that there's some incompatibility there. I'm not saying that this should be a deal breaker for you, but I do think it's important for both of you to try to move forward and in an evolved way together through this with some kind of plan as to seeing how it actually will make both of you feel. And then from that place, you'll know truly what's right for you. Because right now you don't really know because you haven't really experienced it. I also think it could be cool to get creative about other ways you can express that erotic power even besides becoming a stripper. 
you know, is there some kind of other activity that will make you feel sexy and powerful in that way? Is there some other kind of performance? Is there some kind of like video situation um, where it's not necessarily like a live audience? I'm just throwing that out there, you know, like I'm just putting that out there in terms of opening up your mind to other ways of getting in touch with that. And maybe that is something that you can explore with your partner. And I don't know, just just putting that out there. Either way, I think it's really freaking cool that you want to try this. And I think it's really amazing that you're feeling so connected to your body and so empowered and you've done so much healing and it's so badass. Really, you're just shining in your light and you want to keep that light shining. I get it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And there's so many different ways to do that. No matter what anybody says or does, nobody can stifle that light. You don't need a job for that, even though that's one way of expressing it, because it's actually always with you. That power's always with you. And it's amazing and sexy and beautiful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. In a couple of weeks, I'm turning 40. And a couple of weeks after that, I'm getting together with an old friend and former boyfriend. His birthday is the day after mine, and we became good friends early in high school. During our senior year, we went to a New Year's Eve party together, and as the ball dropped, he leaned in for a kiss. We dated for the next nine months, and it was dreamy and wonderful. But at the end of the summer, knowing we were headed to different colleges, I told him I wanted to break up. I wanted us to be able to experience everything college had to offer. He went along with it and we cried together the night before I moved to Boston. A couple months into our first semester, things got messy. He asked me to tell him directly if I was seeing other people, but he ended up hearing through the grapevine instead. We fought about who was right and who was wrong, what was said and what was done. We wrote long emotional emails to each other and finally he just cut me off. Through mutual friends, I learned he was behaving in self-destructive ways. I wrote sad, angry poetry and worried and fretted and fumed. Over the next couple of years, we got over it. We dated other people, moved on, became friends again. Now we're both married with young kids. Our parents still live in the town where we grew up and we've settled in other towns, each within an hour away. We both went to our 20th high school reunion in the fall. It's always fun to see him and I'm incredibly grateful for our friendship and that we found our way through all the raw emotions and broken hearts. Recently, I had a dream where he came on to me and I woke up as if in a nightmare almost gasping. I had so many feelings at once, excitement, validation, disbelief, shame. I liked the attention and found his confidence attractive, except what I love most about him is that he is gentle and kind and would never do anything like that. I have been fixating on this dream, on him, on our relationship for a couple of months now. 
I find myself having imaginary conversations with him, asking him what he would have said if I had suggested we get back together after college. I thought about it at the time, but talked myself out of making a move. I couldn't bear the thought of losing him again. Felt safer to keep him as a friend. But now I'm grieving that missed opportunity because it isn't an option anymore. Here's the truth. We've always felt this cosmic connection. We talked about it a lot in high school. And I think about how we incarnated at nearly the exact same time in the same small town, and there is no doubt in my mind that this was intentional. I believe we plan to come and learn something together at the soul level, and that we've been together in other kinds of relationships. As friends, family, lovers, I want to have this conversation with him now, but I'm scared. The idea of talking with him is both tantalizing and daunting, and I wonder if it would be inappropriate considering where we're at in our lives. But my marriage is stable and secure, and it seems like his is too. So am I just fretting for no reason? If you were in my position, would you bring it up? Would love to hear your thoughts. Sending you lots of love and gratitude. Hi, sweetheart. Um, I think it's awesome that you have had this really close relationship to this person, this really special relationship, and you have all of this history. I am just wondering what it is exactly you are desiring from having that conversation with him, having a conversation about all your feelings towards him, like in a romantic way, about how much he's meant to you, about that you are meant to be together. I just kind of, it wasn't really exactly sure what it is you wanted to communicate to him. And the fact that you're asking if it would be appropriate makes me feel like it was really about talking about what would have happened if y'all had ended up together or having some kind of romantic connection in that way. And I do have to say that because he's married and has kids, he has a boundary around his intimacy, around his romantic intimacy. I mean, that's what a commitment is. You draw a boundary and assuming he's in a monogamous relationship. And so you crossing that boundary in order to communicate the thing that you feel like you need to communicate isn't exactly the most caring thing you could do for him. If you really love him, you can tell him that you love him and you care about him and you'll always be there for him. There's nothing wrong with saying that or tell him that he's meant a lot to you in your life and he still does and he's an important person in your life. But if you're talking about crossing a line in terms of having a romantic connection, I would really try to get clear over what's really going on with you. Sometimes people represent certain parts of our life, right? This was somebody you knew in your youth. You're about to turn 40. It makes sense that you would be reflecting back into your past, into a time in your life where you had all of these options, where you were kind of empowered and in a place where you could say, no, I don't want this relationship. I want to be single. I want to be open to other things. And it's easy to romanticize that time in our life. But really, when it comes down to it, being in a relationship with somebody is way more complex than it was in high school, right? Now you have more responsibilities. Now you need a sense of emotional maturity. Now you have children. And as fun as that relationship was in high school, those were totally different circumstances. And you actually don't know if you and this person would even make sense as a couple now. 
right? It's all in your own head. It's all your own projections onto him. It's all the stuff that you're imagining. And there's nothing wrong with having that type of fantasy. There is nothing wrong with having dreams about other people. There's nothing wrong with negotiating that stuff in your mind. I definitely recommend reading the book by Esther Perel, Mating in Captivity, because it is such an amazing book and it has a lot to do with long-term commitment. I mean, it has a lot to do with sex, but it also just addresses what long-term commitment is, what intimacy is versus desire. And she tells this whole thing about how it is actually really important to have a sense of the other in your long-term committed relationships, that it's healthy to have those thoughts. It's healthy to have those memories, to fantasize, that there's nothing wrong with it. And I think what happens is because we're so used to feeling shame or guilt around those types of thoughts when you're married, you think, oh gosh, I have to do something with this, right? I have to make sense of this. It has to mean something. It has to mean I need to make a choice or it has to mean I have to communicate this or get it off my chest or see what they actually think so it all makes sense or It has to mean that we're really twin flames and that our souls are connected in this long, you know, you're just, it's like trying to find a rationalization for these feelings of fantasy or desire you're having towards an old flame. And you don't have to have a deep reason for that. You don't. Your higher self knows that love ultimately wants you to know that you are whole just how you are and that having a sense of autonomy that is different than you as a married person or different than you as a mom or different than your role in your career. Something that's just for you is really important. Your own sense of independence. And I think what happens is we put all of that sense of autonomy in whatever fits into something that is the antithesis of our marriage and our children, right? Something that doesn't fit into that role. This guy doesn't fit into that role. So this like sense of autonomy and freedom kind of gets judged and projected onto this fantasy of this person. But ultimately, your sense of who you are belongs to you. And your expression of your independence belongs to you. And it's not ever too late to get romantic with that autonomous part of you. What I don't think would be good is for you to put yourself in a vulnerable situation where you're crossing somebody else's boundaries and then you also offend somebody or you also are made to feel like you did something wrong or you also feel guilty or shame for it. You know, I want you to think about what it is that you actually are desiring right now, truly. And something is telling me that it has a lot less to do with this guy and much more to do with your sense of self. And if I'm wrong, and if when you really dig down deep and ask your higher self for guidance and your higher self is telling you, no, this is your truth, you need to tell him, you need to put this all out there, then do what your heart is telling you to do. Follow your guidance. But I just want to also pose the perspective of really being clear as to what it is you're seeking with making that choice. Okay? Okay, I'm sending you lots of love. Hey, Bunny. Hey, Kara. 
You know what's cool about this podcast? What? That we get to help people and bring them together. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But we need help too, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, everybody does, right? For access to bonus content and to help support this podcast, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self. We couldn't do this work without you. Our Patreon and our subscribers are keeping this podcast sustainable. So don't forget to show your love. Everybody needs help and support. Thanks, y'all. Hey, bunny. Thank you for everything. I had a really rough year last year, and one of the most painful parts were the interpersonal issues that I had. I decided to let go of my best friend of all of college. Um, Last year was my last year of college, and I know I did the right thing, but I still feel a lot of hurt and resentment towards them. And at the same time, I was dealing with an F-boy who I was hooking up with at the time, who I also felt very used by. And the commonality between these two people is that I know I did the right thing by letting them go, but I'm struggling to let go of the resentment that I feel both towards them and towards the people who are our mutual friends who still associate with them, knowing the hurt and pain um, that they caused me and knowing that their behavior was manipulative even. I don't know if this is my ego talking because I feel like maybe if I was coming from a place of higher self, I wouldn't need my friends to cut them off for me to feel valid. But I feel like by them staying connected, they're undermining the hurt that they put me through. So I don't know if this is an ego need or higher self need. Um, but at the same time, I feel like maybe my friends right now cannot offer me that and maybe there are other people who can offer me that and if that's the answer then what do I do with the loneliness that stays in the meantime because I do feel unsupported um and when I'm saying all these things I start to feel guilty because I feel rigid and I feel responsible but I feel like because I have a lot of childhood trauma, it's just my tendency to put the blame on myself and be really self-critical. So yeah, I'm trying to be nice to myself, but I'm also trying to be real with myself. So I'd appreciate any insight you have on this. Thank you so much. Hi, Han. I'm sorry this has been so hard and it makes total sense. Look, you're still hurt. You're still hurt by what happened. I don't know exactly what happened, but your feelings are valid, you still feel angry, and you're not necessarily in a place where you're able to let it go right now. And that is okay. It doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. It's not always going to feel like this. There's going to be a time where that sense of surrender and acceptance comes in and the ability to stand in your higher self and say, you know what, their choices to hurt me are not a reflection over my value. They're a reflection over where they are at in their emotional journey, in their journey of self-awareness, in their healing of their wounds, in their understanding. People's behavior is a reflection of how they feel inside. 
And when it comes to your friends still being friends with them, look, I get that that doesn't feel good. And at the same time, because I don't know what it is that they did to you, it's hard for me to have an opinion over whether or not it's right for your friends to still be friends with that person. But what I do really know is that I wouldn't want to see you losing more friends and losing more fun because of the choices that those people made. But I do think that you need to have very clear boundaries and I think you need to talk it out with your friends that are still friends with them and tell them, hey, look, this is hard for me. This is hard for me because I still feel hurt. I still want us to be friends. So how can we have a boundary around this that makes it more doable for me? Like, is it possible for you not to bring those people up right now? Like, is it possible for you not to invite them to the thing that I'm going to be at? You know, like creating certain boundaries around it and really talking to your friends and being honest about how you're feeling right now and asking for their support. Because I do think that they want to support you. And I also think that they want to still be friends with those other people. And I don't necessarily think that it's an either or situation. Like I do think there is a space where all of that can be true, where they can still really care about you and really care about your feelings and also at the same time care about those other people and want to still have a relationship with them. The question is, for you, you know, we want you to have relationships that are supportive. And sometimes in our friendships, we have to like have those talks and ask those hard questions and be vulnerable. And this is the kind of like a test for you to see if those friends are willing to go there with you. You know, where you say, like, can we talk about this? Can we negotiate? Like, I really want you to understand what I'm going through. I really want you to know that this is hard for me. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I just want us to have some sense of understanding so I can still feel close to you because I still want to be close to you. Like, these are, our friendships are spaces where we grow and we heal and we grow together and we're brutally honest about where we're at. Like, that's how you form closeness. And that's how you know if these friendships are right for you, too. If people are willing to go to that real place with you. And that doesn't mean there won't be a time in the future where you don't need those boundaries. It doesn't mean there won't be a time in the future where you realize, hey, actually, I don't want to be friends with those people. But for now, what you can do is actually have a real talk with them and say, like, look, like, Can you support me in this way? Can you help me have better boundaries so I don't have to feel triggered and I don't have to feel hurt? I need your help. I need your help with that. And that's what friends do. They help each other. That's what they do. And you deserve that. You know, you deserve that kind of support. It doesn't mean that you're asking for them not to do what they feel is right for them. It just means that you need some support right now. And I don't want you to feel like you're alone. Because you're not. You're not alone in this. People do care about you very, very deeply. And you walked away from those relationships because you know that you're worthy of that care. You know what's right for you and what's wrong for you. So stand strong in that knowledge and be courageous in your authentic feelings right now. Ask for support. You know, some of my deepest friendships 
happened, not because things were always great between us, but because things went really wrong and we had to get really real and raw and honest. And then we came out the other side, like knowing how to be better friends to each other. And we're way closer. But it's funny because I think we think that that's normal for like a romantic relationship. But when it comes to friends, we assume everything is supposed to be like fun and easy and like super like party all the time or something. But platonic relationships are just as challenging as romantic relationships. And they're just as important too. And you're going through a breakup. Like you're going through a breakup of of two people that were really important in your life. You're in breakup mode and your other friends need to understand that. Okay? Like you deserve that. So don't hold back in communicating your needs. And I promise you like as hard as it feels right now, as hard as you feel right now, This is a temporary situation. You're not going to feel like this forever. So just take it one day at a time. Be honest. You're a very strong person and you always follow your heart. So keep trusting that, okay? And now I'm going to be sharing a listener response, but content warning, it does mention sexual assault. Hi, Bunny. Um, I started listening to you about a year ago and I was like binging all your episodes and I don't know why I stopped and it was right before you started doing the um, listener call-in responses Um, and when I started watching from where I picked off like everything just kept resonating so I kind of took it as a sign that I should share my own experience. Um, So I don't remember exactly what episode it was but I'm calling to kind of reply to the episode about like feeling shame about having your um, sex work being put on other websites and stuff like that. Um, So for me, when I was 19, um, it was a time in my life where I was just not knowing what I wanted to do with myself. I kind of had like this weird distorted view that I I just wanted to be like famous or something. I was just so insecure. (laughs) But anyway, um, I in Hollywood, there's like the Hollywood Walk of Fame, um, I would always have to get off that train stop to go to work. And one time this guy approached me and he told me that I was like really pretty and that I could model and stuff. And like if I was interested in making money um, and I was naive. So I, of course, I gave, gave him my number and I took down his info, whatever. And we did end up meeting up once. My friend did drop me off with him. And um, at first I thought we were just taking photos. He took me like we literally broke into a random apartment building and he took me there and um um, I ended up taking sexual photos of me and then somehow one thing led to another and then he was like recording um, a porn video and I guess to make it short, um, I guess he coerced me into having sex um, and, I f- and then he just dropped me off at work and I didn't even have time to process it. I was like, did that really just happen? And I didn't tell anyone, I didn't tell my mom, my friends, nothing. I was just so ashamed of myself because I was the only one that did that to myself. Like, well, or at least I thought like, this is what I get for trying to pursue whatever fame, right? And I didn't tell anyone for a long time, but I broke down to my friend like some six months later and I told her about it and it was very intimate and she cried with me. And um, we had come up with this whole plan to like break his laptop and just, I don't know, man, we were so young. We just thought we could have fixed it, <laughs> but, uh, we ended up not doing anything. And then, um, 
me and her had a falling out, but some two years later, she um, she wanted to go to the police and report him. She just still felt some type of way about it. And I'm mainly because she was the one that dropped me off that day to go with him. So I feel like she probably felt some sort of guilt. Um, but come to find out when she went to go report him at the police station, he had already been arrested because other girls had come forward. And um, yeah, he was arrested for that because he was literally just raping girls. And the worst part was that in the video, he would make you say like, I consent. So you couldn't even say that it was rape. Like this guy was a mastermind. And apparently he had been doing it to so many girls. So <sighs> me and her finally talked again and she told me all that. And I just, I felt like this sense of relief. Like I would have these panic attacks sometimes. Like what if someone finds that video? I would even look up the video because that video that we filmed was like very, um, like role played, I guess. So I would look up that thing all the time and I would just be so scared that it would pop up. And I just felt so ashamed about it for a long time. And, um, I felt like it was my fault and I couldn't even do anything about it. But I don't know. I guess I just wanted to say that I, I don't know, like looking back at it now, I wish I would have been more gentle on myself. And like, I'm just really happy that I don't know that there's other people that actually came out and said this. And I, I feel like a coward because I wasn't one of them, but it kind of just showed me that if I hadn't even told my one friend about it, and she's still the only one who knows. Um, I wouldn't even have known that he was taken into custody. So I guess I just wanted to say that, like, if you're scared of speaking out because you feel ashamed or anything, um, I would I would just do it. It's the person you trust the most, and you just never know what might come from it. Um, I don't know if this helps, but that was my experience. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable about what happened to you and so honest and for sharing that. I know that it means a lot to the people who are listening to this podcast, especially the ones who have been through similar experiences in terms of sexual assault. And I know the caller who had sent in the other question about being taken advantage of and that stuff being put on the internet definitely feels grateful for your act of reaching out and just helping that person feel seen and relating to that situation. So thank you so much. And I'm really, really happy that you are continuing to heal and continuing to recognize that none of that was your fault. There's nothing wrong with even wanting to be famous, like nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. Nothing wrong with wanting to get your picture taken, wanting to be in a video. Nothing wrong with any of that. And it is not your fault in no way, shape, or form. And you're not responsible for that person's actions. I am glad that he got caught. Thank goodness. Okay, babes. Before we go, I want to do a friendly reminder about our Higher Self Reading group. This Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, sign up at patreon.com forward slash XO Higher Self. And I'd like to conclude with reading an awesome review on Apple Podcasts from Greek Grunge. 
I did not realize how much this podcast would change me when I started listening. Before listening, I felt I was a victim to my own emotional and mental struggles. I have since learned to step outside of myself to see myself as worthy of love no matter what. In the same way I love others despite their flaws and mistakes, I've learned to love myself in the same way. I feel so much comfort now in imagining my higher self hugging me and saying, I see you and I love you in this difficult moment, even though you feel unlovable. Bunny, you helped me come to this state of loving forgiveness consciousness and I can't thank you enough. Wow. Ugh. What a beautiful, amazing review. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. I love getting these messages. It means so much to me to get that feedback. So please, people, don't forget to rate and review us. If you can, if you can take the time to do it, it would be really, really helpful. And I would love to hear your thoughts. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Remember, you're not alone. We're all trudging through this path together. We may not be physically together, but we are spiritually connected. We are bonded as a community. And if you're feeling down, just know that there is somebody out there who cares about you. All right? I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 